0: Hello everybody, this is Brenna, welcome to the Wicked Side.
1: Hey everybody, it's Tom.
0: And we just wanted to issue a trigger warning, this is a dark history podcast. Things get a little depressing, a little dark, a little distressing, so you might want to be careful if you have sensitive ears. Yeah,
1: we might be going on a trip to the really wicked side.
0: Exactly. So, join us. Hello, welcome to The Wicked Side. This is Brenna.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Tom.
0: Hey, so, uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, we had our special guest last week. We had the Almighty Jesus. So, if you haven't watched that or listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. It was a really good one.
1: Yeah, um, I really had a lot of fun with that one. That was Especially fun. Especially with him.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I actually um, I got a, a message from Trisha, one of our longtime listeners. Saying she was listening to it, like, on her, I think on her lunch break, like, in her car at, like, a, a Sonic or something. And uh-huh. she said, uh, right as the guy walked by with her order, um, you were talking about orgies. And she's like, maybe not the best place for
1: it. Hey, look, there's a disclaimer <laughs> before the podcast every time. Uh, yeah, Roll <laughs> your windows up. <laughs> You don't know when you're going to hear... And then, there was seven strangled grandmas on the floor. Like, yeah, you just don't... Or, you know, oh, so I strangled seven grandmas today? Or, like, I don't know. I'm so scarred by that episode, if if everyone can't tell. Like, uh, trauma. There is trauma here. Yep,
0: yep, yep. uh, Anyway, I thought thought you'd find that funny. Oh, yeah? What
1: are you hitting me with this week?
0: Well, you did... You did kind of prophesize that it was gonna be. Uh,
1: I knew it was gonna be a hit job. The last one was just <laughs> too happy.
0: And then he had boy Tech before that uh, was also too happy. I so we need to get back to the dark. We need uh, to get back to the wicked.
1: All right. Well, you know why not? Here comes the full water.
0: Uh, yeah. So today, Tom, I'm not taking you that far back in the time machine. I don't even know if this is a bike ride, probably more of a jog. Oh, nice.
1: A brisk stroll, <laughs> a brisk if you will. A brisk
0: stroll, yep. So I'm going to take you across the pond to London, England.
1: Oh, so it is a brisk stroll. Uh,
0: <laughs> so today I am going to tell you who you are because it's more what happens to you that's important um, and, and more the focus of what we're going to be talking about. So it's 2017 and you are Antonio... Rocolato. But I, I, Ron Colato. Mm. Oh, okay. Ron Colato. Yeah, I wrote mm. it out phonetically this time. Ooh, so. And the first butchery goes to Brian. <laughs> and I still butchered it. I, uh, I wrote it out. Ph- look, I wrote it out phonetically. I still. <laughs> I
1: love you to uh, death.
0: Anyway, uh. <laughs> you're a 57 year old hotel worker oh. who has taken up residence in an apartment building where you've resided for 27 years. You live there with your son. Um, you live. In flat 72 of the 10th floor of the building. So now we're going to talk a bit about your building. Your building is owned by the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea, the richest borough in England. It's managed by the Kensington and Chelsea Tenant Management Organizations, or KCTMR. At the time, the average selling price of a home in this borough is around a million pounds. You, however, are living in the subsidized apartment complex there in the middle of very coveted real estate. The community is very varied, with multi-ethnic families, mixed in with professionals, you say of your home. So basically the view that you would have from there, you know, it would totally, it would be totally free and totally, you know, beautiful. My flat was facing east and south. So basically you could see the city from my flat. And on a clear day, like today, you know you could really see very very far away. Okay, so just going to issue this too. This gentleman English is a second language for him. Okay. So there he says you know a lot as his brain is kind of processing keeping up. Oh, with the I know plenty of people who say almond um like to the yes.
1: degree that it would like to strangle them. <laughs>
0: well I'm amongst that group so I say um well, way more than I should
1: yeah and nobody's excluded you from some of the people I've wanted to choke before it's fine <laughs> yeah. you. in fact yes. we've both done it
0: yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say um We're 100% not making fun of this guy. The reality is he speaks two languages, and I barely speak one. Oh, no. So, (laughs) which is totally not going to make fun of him at all. Oh, man, I hope you
1: got a quote of him cursing, because that is the best.
0: (laughs) Kind of. Your building was built in 1974 and has 120 flats or apartments and can contain between 400 to 600 people safely. People which vary. You describe the community as so many people from all over, from North Africa, from the sub-Saharan part of the continent, from Portugal, from Spain, from Colombia, South America, lots of Indian people, Bangladeshi, and so on. So basically, it was a really mixed community. Yeah. I I bet you the
1: hallways smell incredible at dinner time. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (sighs) Oh. Oh, Oh, man. That is one of my favorite things about just generally any, like, ethnically condensed neighborhood mm-hmm. where it's, you get the same smell or, you know, similar smells coming out of the same, or out of every window. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've done a lot of construction in, in, in suburbs and stuff like that. And, oh, it's so awesome. It is mouth-watering. It smells like the kitchen at any great restaurant. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, to
0: continue the quote, it says, "Yeah, I it was quite, you know, very happy living there. Twenty-seven years of my life, so a big, big chunk. But not everyone as in love with your build is is in love with your building as you are. The local council wanted to create more profit off land because, as I said, this was a very coveted spot. The decision was made to regenerate the area. Regeneration is basically a polite way of saying they plan to knock down buildings where people lived."
1: Huh, okay.
0: If they wanted people to move there, places like your building would be considered an eyesore, which would stop posh residents from moving into the area.
1: So it's like hardcore gentrification? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: The plan, in the end, was to move the brand of the Chelsea area around your building. When you moved in there, there was a large car park for the residents and a series of gardens and recreational playing fields, all used by the locals and a main road that ran next to the towers, providing easy access. However, the council decided to sell this land to a private academy, which was going to be built. And ugh, okay? Yeah. Like, this building is ugly. Aw. Oh. Ugly. Like, they said they are trying to spruce up the area, and make it look nice, and, They like, stuck a
1: pile of crap on it.
0: Tom, it's hideous. Uh. Like... It's like a blue, tan, muted green, square and triangle panels, Ooh. like all hodgepodge
1: together. Hey, that is some artist's hard work, Brenna.
0: It's ugly. It's <laughs> fucking ugly, and you're not going to get me to say otherwise. Uh, <laughs> so, I,
1: am, I, like, tried, I tried, I tried. I hate to write the artist's They spot. kept
0: talking about how ugly the old concrete building was. and It was it was utilitarian. Yeah. The apartment complex was is very stark concrete not attractive but i you know it wasn't meant to be it was meant to be functional yeah yeah, yeah. so then they're talking about like sprucing the place up and making the area look better and then they plop this ugly ass academy in like it fucking ugly, man. If they were trying to dodge the 70s, they way missed the mark, and they jumped into the 70s, as much as they could. <laughs> like, on the ugly fashion side of the scale,
1: you know? Uh, terrible. I, I mean, yeah. it was probably instead of, like, you know, any kind of siding or, or anything, they had shag carpet on the outside. Just... <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: show you a picture later, but it, it was serious. It's it's ugly. I can't even. Post pictures
1: of it, to our, it to our Instagram. Yeah.
0: We'll do that. Um, They claimed it was to generate more income for the subsidized housing, but we'll see why that was absolute bullshit here very soon. Also, this reduced access to the building, which was now a cul-de-sac, and only had one small road, which cars had to park along either side, leaving you to describe the changes as leaving you feeling trapped.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So
0: it went from being a very open, nice park area... Or you know, kids could play, communities could come together to being this academy in a very narrow road.
1: Oh, cool. Neat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of the agreement with the academy was to spruce up and refurbish your building. So they opted for a cheap solution. They covered the exterior of the concrete building with external cladding made from aluminum sheets bonded to a central plastic polyethylene uh, core, also known as ACM. Also, new windows were installed in the apartments of every resident.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Now, if all this seems like a lot of exposition, that's because it's important to know all these details before telling you what comes next. And here we go into the dark part of the Dark History Podcast. Oh, here
1: comes the cold water!
0: Yep. At around 1.30 a.m. on the 14th of June in 2017, you receive a text from your son, Christopher. Ugh. Get out of the house. The tower's burning. I love you, pappy. Get out.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. Your son had gotten off work, went out for a few drinks with friends, and on his way home, received a call from his cousin telling him that your apartment building was on fire. He immediately rushes over and frantically begins to call and text you, trying to get you to wake up to get you out. Initially, you don't believe him. You're still half asleep and groggy. But your son sends you a picture a few seconds later showing half of your building ablaze. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. The fire began from apartment number 16 on the fourth floor. The flats' residence, an Ethiopian cab driver named Bahailu Kibidi.
1: Oh, another tragedy.
0: <laughs> I didn't do that fast. <laughs> I didn't do that bad.
1: (laughs) Any native would beg to differ.
0: Probably. I apologize. Um, Was woken up from his sleep by his smoke alarm. He went to investigate and found that smoke was pouring out of his refrigerator, which was located near a window. He immediately called the fire department, which logs show as being around 1254. Four fire trucks arrived minutes later at 1259. So really good time. Uh. The... They entered the building at approximately 107 a.m. and then made it into Mr. Kabidi's apart- kitchen at 1:14 a.m. Firefighter Daniel Brown described the initial flame as an isolated curtain of flame from about two to three feet in the air to the ceiling. They thought they had <sighs> the fire under control until thermal imaging showed something baffling. Embers were coming down from the kitchen window the refrigerator had been next to, so outside of it, they, it was just embers raining down. Huh. Mr. Beattie had been moved outside for his own safety, but 11 minutes after his call, he took a picture of the flames growing along the outside of the building of his apartment. The fire had spread to the highly flammable cladding before the firefighters had even arrived.
1: How did they not even immediately start evacuating the building when there is even a sense of fire like, dude, has the fire department been called for a fire? Then people need to start moving. There needs to be a pull on the, the, mm-hmm. the
0: fire alarm. Come on. Yeah. Um, the fire began to spread up the north face of the tower, all the while dropping molten plastic bits below. The smoke, which was normally dangerous enough, was made even more toxic by the fumes caused by the burning polyethylene. The smoke leaked in through vents and through cracks in the framing of the new windows. Only a year old by this point. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this is a quote for you. I got ready. I, am. Um, I dressed up. I put things together, some important documents, my phone and laptop, in a rucksack, in order to say, now I'm going out. So, you know, I put a cap on and everything. So then I said, okay, let me assess, you know what the situation is like in the stairway, in the hallway, you know? So I touched my front door, and it was very warm. As I opened, a lot of, um, I could see nothing. It was totally pitch, pitch black, the smoke. The big puff of smoke that came in was so strong that it made me close the door straight away. It was very hot, very strong. It was like if you're hit by a gas that you cannot breathe
1: anymore. Oh, man, that, the, I, I I choked up immediately when he picked, like, he's, when you have that moment of clarity where you're like, I have to leave here, but there are fucking things I need. Yes. Like, and then deciding exactly in those few moments what you can carry and what you need to take. And doing that kind of math would be tragic, fucking mind-blowing, like, gut-wrenching, some of the worst, like, oh...
0: Yeah, yep.
1: I couldn't imagine just reducing my life to that kind of mad. Like, what can I carry?
0: Yeah, to, oh. uh, a backpack.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a homemade knapsack, and then, oh mm-hmm. fuck.
0: Yeah, the fire was spreading so quickly. Many residents didn't even know the building was on fire. People on the street below began screaming to people in the building to get out, and that there was a fire. The building protocol recommended. Uh, for fire safety at the time, was for the residents to stay in the apartment. So it was actually called the stay put protocol.
1: That seems a sketchy.
0: Yeah. Some had little choice but to flee, however, when the toxic smoke began filling everything up. In desperation, some ran up to the top floors mm. thinking to escape the fire oh, no. blow. Yeah. And perhaps not realizing that the fire was spreading upwards because of the cladding. Eventually, the fire made its way to the top of the building, where the cladding molding around the top of the building all caught fire, and this caused the molten plastic to begin raining down, setting fire to the other sides of the building. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. So, basically, they strapped a... I mean accelerant. Yeah, they just strapped an accelerant around this entire building. You're not
0: wrong. Holy because, shit. Because, like, just, just, were done later. Why and didn't, wait.
1: they'd have been better if they just pinned gasoline soap rags onto the side of it. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so basically it started at one point. It climbed up the side, one side of the building, caught the top of the building on fire. That started causing everything, all the cladding around the top to melt. And that melting caused the, re- all, the other three sides to catch. It was it's like, like a
1: Rune Goldberg device of death made by yep. fucking idiots. hmm Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Yep. So. <sighs> yeah.
1: Good luck, buddy.
0: Like I uh, said, um, this caused the other, I mean, at this point, too, the entire top of the building was on fire. 24 people died on the top block alone. Oh. Thinking they were seeking refuge with their friends and neighbors. Yeah, the firefighters managed to evacuate sixty-five people uh, from the building around this time. So, two forty-seven, the at two forty-seven a.m., the abandoned, they abandoned the stay put protocol and recommended rec- residents evacuate immediately. Duh. Yeah, but by that time, one hundred four pe- one hundred forty-four people had already managed to get out of the building on their own before the stay put protocol was lifted. After it was lifted, 36 more came out on their own. Around 2.50 a.m., 63 flats were on fire. Nearly 100 people were still trapped inside or chose to stay, fearing the blaze and the smoke outside of their doors. At 4.30 a.m., the entire building was on fire and over 100 apartments were ablaze. The fire was so powerful that the fire department was forced to let it burn itself out, which took nearly 24 hours it didn't go out until one fourteen a.m. the next day.
1: That, that is one of my biggest fears. Is like, mm-hmm. like top three, like fears on you know not being murdered, or anything, but like just dying of some cause that's not anyone's fault per se. Or well, this one was, but mm-hmm. like that the fire is by far one of the biggest fears. Like, oh, yeah. man, yeah, be trapped in your room just. Watching it come across, watching the air get thicker and thicker, and and not being able to breathe more and more, and then, like you almost hope you die of inhalation before the fire gets you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just can't. I just, Oh yeah. man!
0: At one point, Antonio does say that too. He he said most people that that died died from the smoke, not the fire. Yeah, that's that's you gotta. Yeah, because it you was get low. extra toxic too. Yeah,
1: you so. gotta get super low, man. If you got an army crawl and drag your face across the ground, like. Do what, do what you've got, got to, to do. Yep. Yeah, get low, get low. Yeah.
0: So you were still trapped inside at this point, and you say of your experience, at one stage around two thirty, it was still very dark outside. I realized that there was still smoke coming in from the ledges of the windows, brand new windows just installed a year before, a year and a half before. So basically, I could see puffs of smoke coming in, and he had pictures too. Like oh. I was watching this in a documentary. And he had pictures of the smoke just pouring in. So basically, I could see puffs of smoke coming in. And then when I saw it, I could not believe it. I said, my God, what's going on? There should be no smoke coming in. There should be no air. It should be airtight, this place. And it wasn't. So I went to the bathroom. I went to, I grabbed clothes, towels, and bed linen, whatever I had. I went into the bathroom, and I put everything in the bathroom to make everything wet, because I wanted to put it around the window ledges in order to stop the smoke from coming in. But when I came back, the flat was, the living room especially, was totally filled up with gray smoke. Oh, shit. So just in that short amount of time, 250 firemen were deployed during the blaze. Despite their best efforts, everything was working against them. Mm -hmm. It took only 20 minutes for the fire to reach the 23rd floor. In the end, 72 Grenfell Tower residents lost their lives.
1: Damn. Damn. Oh.
0: 72 people.
1: Because some cheap motherfuckers wanted something good to look at?
0: Yeah. It's, to me, it's a form of class warfare. Uh. You know? It's just... Yeah. The oldest of which was 84 years old. Uh, a woman who lived on the 16th floor for 34 years. Many families lost multiple members. Um, then there were some families that were wiped out entirely. <sighs> According to a BBC article titled Grunfell Tower is What Happened, published the 16th of June on 2017, so not long after uh, the initial incident, some of the families hit the hardest were listed as six members of the Kokar family, five members of the Hashim family, both were on the 22nd floor. Oh. Yeah. On the 21st floor, five members of the El Wahabi family. Other victims were Jeremiah Dean, who was two years old, Isaac Paul, who was five, Hanaya Haseen, who was five, oh. her three-year-old sister, Fethina. Um Burik Hoftam, who was 12, Jessica Urbano Ramirez, who was 12.
1: Ah, oh, so many
0: babies. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, so many babies. Yeah.
0: Because they're the most vulnerable. Oh, man. Yeah. And seeing the articles and seeing their pictures just are at home, you know?
1: Oh, I can't imagine. I, I, I'd I, see. This is why. <laughs> I would <laughs> never watch a documentary oh that God. even had or insinuated <laughs> that it was not something like this. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, yeah. Just got it. Oh. This is another one of those edited up of a song, getting my ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I know.
0: <sighs> and it gets worse.
1: Oh, fuck! <laughs> Super. <laughs> <laughs> if we hadn't fallen down enough, let's get in that mind, right? uh, Yeah. Oh. The
0: youngest victims were six month old Lena Belcotti, <sighs> who died in her mother's arms as her family tried to escape. And. Logan Gomez, who was born, who was still born the next morning in a hospital. Yeah. At least four victims died jumping out of their apartments. Samaya uh, Badani, a resident of Bramley Apartments, which were across the tracks from Grenfell, said, I could see people waving, people calling for help, children screaming. I saw a woman at a window, and she just burst into flames. Uh, It's just like a gush of fire. We felt their pain. And I think, I don't know how to explain that.
1: Oh, who can? What words are there?
0: But we knew they were going to die. Oh. And there's nothing we could do. They were trapped. It was an inferno.
1: Oh, that, like I said, that, that feeling is sitting there in the apartment hanging out of the fucking window and just the flames getting closer and closer till it's bursting out the window you're hanging out of.
0: And she actually, the same woman, had a story about her, there was a the playground there, and her daughter was over there playing once, um, and her daughter had fallen, and got hurt. And the resident called her and said, don't worry, I'm taking care of her like she's one of my own. Oh. <sighs> and that was just the community. Right. These were the people. Uh. All right, everybody, so back. We took a little emotional break there.
1: <sighs> you always get me sniffling, and then yeah. I know I'm not going to be worth shit talking to you, <laughs> let alone anything else. <laughs> like, nobody wants to hear this the whole time. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's I know, yeah. uh, just, You just kick me right, just just in the, in the feels, Man, every I time. Know. I don't know. you for the same spot. It is so sore.
0: <laughs> I'm almost sorry.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. Don't, context, don't, lie so. <laughs> don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Doesn't, doesn't make it feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, no. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So, uh, after the quote from the last lady, uh, the problems with the Grenfell towers didn't start and stop with the cladding and the windows. There was also a polyurethane foam insulation board that predated the refurbishment. The building smoke extraction system was also not working either. The elevators were not up to code. There were apartments without numbers on them or the wrong numbers on them, which hampered firefighters' efforts to rescue
1: people. Oh man, when they finally did start trying to rescue people, holy shit. Hey, yeah. there is a fire in your giant apartment building. Stay where you are till the flames are too great for you to escape. Yeah. <laughs> and then run for it. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Only
0: thing are, I these, can think are you is sure it's... these
1: aren't the firefighters from like Fahrenheit four fifty one or whatever they like? I
0: am sure. What
1: the yes. fuck?
0: Well they You gotta remember they're going off of other experts' recommendations, and I think at the point to, their the mindset is trying to prevent a stampede because as we've seen with other episodes, oh, those can be just as deadly if not worse.
1: I okay, look, I know nobody. I and I agree. It doesn't feel better if the, the kids get trampled on the way down versus yeah. dying in the fire. I, I get it. But there's gotta be some like immediate drill to start moving people in some orderly fashion. Yeah,
0: yeah, but again, none hell? of this helped, Like the uh, the elevators were completely non-operational.
1: They're not supposed to be during a fire, to be fair. Yeah. For reasons. But
0: this also meant that people who were disabled and oh, lived on the yeah. upper floors.
1: Somebody's it got was to really hard to get well, them that's, out. That's the firemen. You got to man. Yeah. Care, they, you know, that's what they sign up for, right? Like, you carry them out. It's called the fireman's carry for a reason. Yeah.
0: The firefighters also had problems with the water supply on the upper floor due to an inadequate water piping system. And to top it all off, there's body cam footage in which you can hear a fire chief begging for accurate floor plans from the KCTMR. Antonio, you for today's episode, um, talk more about being drap- trapped inside your apartment. The second time that I tried to get out, you know, to see if I could go down, if the smoke in the hallway were a bit better, a bit clearer, but it was even worse. And what put me off as well the second time was when I tried to get out was that noises were coming. I could hear some noises and people screaming. So it was really discouraging, you know, to try to go out and to do something stupid. Also, the whole time, Christopher was outside, talking to the firemen, letting them know where you were and that you were there and still needed help. You go on to say, at 5, 5.30, just before my last conversation with Christopher, I saw the fire crawling down the cladding on the outside of my son's window. And when I saw the fire, I said, bloody hell, now the fire is, you know, that's when I got a bit more nervous. But the fact is that then the firefighters from the high ladder they sprayed a lot of water and then water they put off the fire and they sprayed a lot of water into mine and Christopher's rooms as well through only the windows were closed but there was a little vent at the top that was open and through the vent a lot of water a lot of water came through but I was happy to see the water Oh yeah oh. Around 6 a.m., you called your son again. He was able to find Fire Marshal, who spoke to you on the phone, and they came in for you not too long after. Two firemen arrived and began giving you instructions. One took off your hat and draped a wet towel over you and Mm. handed a small towel, a small wet towel, for you to cover your mouth. Then you began to make your way down between two of them. So one fireman was in front, one fireman was behind him.
1: Good job, guys.
0: you had to make your way down, stopping only when you got your foot stuck after trying to step over a body. Oh, no. Yeah. The fireman behind you had to get your foot unstuck and free, and then you guys were able to move on. You talk about the impact on you and your son, saying, But it was extremely, extremely stressful, mainly for Christopher, because Christopher was outside the tower watching the beast burning.
1: Oh, and not being able to do shit. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: And getting bigger and bigger and bigger and me inside. And even though I was trying to, because I had to reassure him that I was okay and that it was not my date.
1: Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I'm being a father. I can't, like, you got to take the stoic thing. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. And the, that I will oh.
0: make it that everything's going to be fine, and that we would be together again. But he was not
1: sure. Ah. Yeah. He was definitely a good man this time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> At least I wasn't strangling grandmas. No. Oh. <laughs> no.
0: Um, he, from what I read, he was trapped close to five hours in that apartment.
1: Holy crap.
0: And his son was outside the whole time watching oh. it. That had to be the longest five hours in the history of the world.
1: I just... I, yeah, I can't imagine it it's got to be the the anxiety the the fear the every the not having every conclusion and no conclusion like oh
0: yeah possibly the most tragic part of all of this is that it could have been prevented. You see the council knew the dangers of using that cladding in 2009. What?
1: hmm Of course. Laconel well,
0: House, which had a similar aluminum and plastic use to cover the exterior, caught fire. And the fire was greatly exacerbated by that cladding. Six people died in that incident. After that, the coroner took three years to write a report in which they found the aluminum composite cladding greatly contributed to the strength of the fire. Which was actually a relatively small fire. Ugh. It was also added that sprinkler systems could have also stopped the fire from spreading, but those were not required by law to be retrofitted into older buildings. Oh. In fact, it had been strongly recommended by some of the country's top experts in fire safety that this be made into a law, but it was ignored.
1: <sighs> Fuck, that's the I told you so none of those guys ever want. Oh, they, they make don't those, care. They make those suggestions for a fucking reason, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, but, oh. but the people in charge do not care.
1: Please tell me somebody goes to jail. No. Of course fuck not. No. You know, of course
0: not. The, the rich people that make these decisions never get their comeuppance. Never. Oh, fuck. Never.
1: Yeah, if they somebody did, it depended on somebody else.
0: Yeah. In a twist, the cladding is actually banned in the US and Germany for buildings over 18 meters. It seems to me that we're usually the ones ignoring this sort of thing. So I was kind of <laughs> surprised by that. Yeah. A test done in Australia. A fire safety engineer testified that one kilo of polyethylene is equivalent to five and a half liters of petrol or gas,
1: yeah, as we okay. call it. Yeah, yeah,
0: well, So you gasoline. were not wrong with that observation.
1: Fuck. It was like... Strapping gas so drags to the outside of that fucking building. Yeah. Wow.
0: And there was little pockets between the panels of the cladding and the building itself. Uh-huh. So those were air. It was just warm, rising air that was dragging air. up and dragging the fire with it.
1: Yeah, it was like a jet. Mm-hmm. It was just intaking it, giving it fuel, and ejecting it from the yep. other side, which is a jet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. This is part of a much bigger, more complex social problem in London, which I won't comment too much more on, as I don't feel qualified to speak on these issues. I do, however, encourage people to watch the Grenfell Towers episode of What Went Wrong, Countdown to Catastrophe on it's on Amazon Prime. Listen to the experts from there speak on the issue in their own words, and the victims themselves. Oh, it's their voices that need to be heard in this. It was them who was affected. And um, to to put it very bluntly one of the experts is wearing a shirt that says architecture um what was it? It was it was like architecture is a social issue or uh, something to that equivalent. And, yeah. and I you know cases like this you can really see that.
1: Yeah, yeah everybody please go watch it because I for sure won't be
0: uh um... <laughs> Tom's like I'm not doing that. I'm not I, I'm not gonna I do will that to
1: myself. Never <laughs> Never. It's just reading yeah. that title alone, it's like, pff, no. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: will say that there was an attempt to to voice the blame onto the fire department. However, the surviving residents of Grenfell were not going to stand for that. They stood up for their local firefighters.
1: Uh, yeah. All right. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. The communities banded together and continue to fight for justice to this day. This is seen as an issue involving race, ethnicity, class, and corruption. And despite my lack of qualifications on the matter, I can say I believe in uplifting the voices of the former Grenfell residents, including that of Antonio, who is still speaking out on this issue today.
1: Oh, I'm glad.
0: Yep. And that, Tom, is uh, the wicked side of the story of the Grenfell Tower Fire.
1: Wow. Damn. I just guess needed by just night ruined and it was (laughs) is i I, it shows you how much i avoid tragedy as as much as i can or you know catch glimpses of it here and there and i just yeah uh it's because i'm a bitch i guess (laughs) God no i get it i Uh, think a lot of things
0: like this though are a lot of part of why i um, am i guess i could be considered a social justice warrior in a lot of ways but it's because of things like this and stories like this and the people who it's affected it affects you know it affects me too in a way you know i mean not to make it about me but it it hits my empathy button
1: sure so. kicks me right in the feels thanks yeah yeah you know. uh, both the feels like oh, fuck. Yeah. oh man
0: and what gets me too is that this is another thing that just it just could have been prevented it could have been prevented lives could have been saved
1: leave the ball field and save the lives yeah uh, even
0: if they had stuck with the cladding if the if the, the sprinkler systems had been in place yeah. if the water piping had been better
1: yeah if wishes were fishes
0: yeah if, yeah. Yeah, if, if they had just maintained the building they <sighs> they they fixed the aesthetics and they left all the other things and it was bad no enough. no 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 no, no.
1: They fixed a side of the aesthetics. Yeah. yeah it, like, yes. <laughs> like, that's the that's even the worst part. It's like, we were too cheap to completely wrap it in gas-soaked rags. We just did it at the side we had to look at. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: Oh, yeah. And the okay. residents had been complaining for a long time about the fact that a lot of these fire safety measures were not being met.
1: Well, I, and and apparently they're they need to update their procedures. Like, I got, you know, I don't blame the firemen for the procedures that they have to follow. I, I get that. You follow a yeah. procedure, it's what you do. But, man, those procedures, like, they sounded more like 1920 than 2017.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know how much or what the policy has changed and now. But... Here's
1: a fire. Stay still. Don't move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it won't see you. What the fuck?
0: I I don't know, but, yeah. And I I think that's the thing that gets me about the whole thing, too, is that, you know, the residents had been trying to draw attention to this issue. They wanted it fixed. They knew it was a problem, and they were already afraid. And literally, their fears came to light.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
0: I can't imagine. Oh, I can't either. And and it's still, like... a so. big, a big, uh, Thanks for making me a so Super. Thanks. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. <laughs>
0: Gosh.
1: Oh, man. I feel like I got my ass kicked again.
0: I know. It always Sorry. feels
1: like the end of a boxing match. Like, oh, I gotta lay back. Face hurts. It's oh. so funny. My all stuff. Oh, my, I, I know you're just like Running me down the gravel road Face first
0: Like you knew I explained uh, All this to you when you got
1: it I, I just look Don't you ever doubt the fact that I love you I just want that uh, <laughs> Oh man Alright
0: yeah, and again, um, I wanted to talk about this one particularly because I hadn't heard of it until I saw this documentary. Me, me
1: either. Yeah, I've never. And heard And to about me, it. it's
0: kind of a testament to how isolated we are as Americans sometimes, as we just. Well, I I actually watch you know, some
1: some international news. Um, yeah. You know, that's yeah. I have a few channels that I prefer and whatnot, but like, mm-hmm. and, and one of them is you know our are, are based, in Britain there so. Yeah. I I I just I and I don't ever remember really hearing anything about it. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just, back twenty seventeen. Right, so yeah, but yeah, still yeah. I mean, it's been a while, you know. I'd like yeah. hey, I'm a mid thirties male. I've been watching the news for a while. It's what yeah. we do.
0: Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that so that was that was the story and I like I said I firmly encourage everybody to um, go do your own research and, and go um, you know, get an idea of, of what this is about you know in your own terms um let me see so here are
1: oh yeah oh some pictures oh, of the fire wow.
0: so how it started and then as it progressed so you got this timestamps stamps too that tell oh. you how everything was and
1: that is and and you got to figure through that Mm -hmm. That kid is standing there watching and waiting to see and seeing all of this live happening Mm -hmm. as it goes and wondering if his dad's getting out. Yeah. God bless him, he did. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, Let me see. I wanted to see if I can. um, They got the layout, too. Now, the apartments, too, were originally in their original design. Yeah. They're designed to contain a fire for up to an hour. Yeah. But with the addition of the windows... In the cladding, that just destroyed that. Yeah. So, um, but that's roughly the the layouts of the apartments. So you can see it was in this corner where the refrigerator was. Yeah. And then that's the window.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. uh, very The very definition, like the top down of a death trap.
0: That's the kitchen.
1: Holy shit.
0: The point of origin, yeah.
1: But everything is just melted.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of
1: Antonio though, because. Oh, I bet you he's a handsome guy. Sounds like a handsome guy.
0: <laughs> he's not a bad looking dude. No,
1: that's a handsome man right there. <laughs> he's doing his thing. I'm glad to. I, I like I said that's the like the the bravery of a father reassuring his son that like it ain't my time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that that. You know, and even, even if he didn't believe that statement, Mm -hmm. even if he truly knew he didn't believe that statement, he still knew, like, I'm a dad, this is what I gotta do, my son needs that reassurance right now, and I'm gonna give him that. Yep. Yeah. Man. Exactly. All the respect in the world, Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that's him and his son. the son that he lived with, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, both. Look at them handsome, look at them fellas. (laughs) Ugh. I'm yeah. glad they're speaking out. I'm glad they're trying to do something. Yeah. It's fucking tragic.
0: A lot of the people that were interviewed in the in the uh, documentary, too, have sensed, like, they're on boards. They're on committees now to change policy, you know, and to, to work, you know. Work in their local government to make a
1: change. Exactly. And that is how you do it, man. Yeah. You want to see a change and you want to really want to feel a change? D- yeah. D- invest oh. in your local government. <laughs>
0: Let me show you this ugly-ass academy.
1: Oh, Oh super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me the shit show.
0: Okay, so that's it. Yeah, there it is.
1: Oh, wow. Look at that.
0: It's fucking ugly, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Huh. I mean, I see where you were going, but uh, I think you missed the mark there.
0: It's hideous.
1: I'm not a fan. No, I'm not either. And
0: not just because of, like, this. Yeah, not even tainted
1: with the tragedy. Like, Like, there's some wacky architecture I've seen, but... Yeah, that just... That's ugly. That doesn't look like it was built this year. It, or, it yeah, doesn't in look 2017, modern yeah. at all. It looks like
0: old and like...
1: It looks like it's been there since the 70s, like you said. It, it, had this it looks
0: like a 70s idea of modern. Yeah. Is what it, it makes me think of.
1: Like, yeah, that's true. Modernist. hmm
0: But yeah, so that's the, the ugly-ass building that, yeah. <sighs> so...
1: Of course. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> no, you're not.
0: I mean, kind
1: of. I like, I like that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to cackle at you afterward. Like I said, no, you're not. Stop lying to me, woman. <sighs> God dang
0: it. Yeah. No. So our hearts are definitely with the uh, the Grandfall survivors, you know, because they're still there today. It's not, this isn't that far back in history at all
1: uh, to the ones who survived my hat's off and and man my heart goes out mm-hmm. it's that yeah like justice man injustice yeah Ugh, fuck. Yep. well dang it what a way to start my week <laughs> sorry just saying <laughs> oh, gosh where's the puppies and kittens folder get the whiskey. <laughs>
0: probably uh, YouTube videos yeah, puppies yeah. <laughs> of puppies
1: like the one kittens. like the one where all the little puppies chase <laughs> down the boy and like drag him down and he just yes. gets mobbed by puppies yeah that yeah. one I uh, always
0: love like the, the older senior cats when they start taking care of kittens that are introduced into the family and it's just adorable <laughs> gives you all kinds of happy feels
1: <laughs> or 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 uh, uh, parents bring home newborn Oh, and and the introduce dog. the dog to the first yes. time, and then the, or the like, even the grow up shots from there. Yeah. You know, where they like grow up with the kid. Oh, ooh. yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I need some of that right now. Uh, God dang it! Yes,
0: mischievous horses too. Like uh, this, uh, mischievous horses, and I love it. So.
1: <laughs> so, if you guys are looking for recommendations of how to like shake <laughs> off a particularly dark episode, <laughs> <How to> decompress. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, this particular flavor of coffee is fairly strong for me, uh, <laughs> and I know there's just fans out there who this is, you know, their interest in, mm-hmm. and my hat is off to you because, <laughs> and man, this is for me, and, and, I get, and, and I get it, and I get it, and like you know the fact that like you're right, a lot of these stories just need to be told. They need to be in the consciousness, like yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, if we if we are to govern ourselves mm-hmm. and to, you know, do the best job at that, we need to know the full scope. Yeah. And stories like this are part of that scope. Yeah, it's... So, well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's like pollution cases around here, water, whatever. Uh, it's yeah. so many people just being hurt by cheap.
0: Or, or um, <sighs> what was it? I mean, that um, medic- medicine-making company... That in our hometown dumped a bunch of toxic waste. The bear? Yes. Okay. On land, and it's like <sighs> near where I live.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know the old the old bear facility there. Yeah. You
0: yeah. Know. Yeah. So it's it's um yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah, that's that's a sad part of the reality. So
1: super fun. Yeah. All right. Burning buildings, poisoned land, like <laughs> pollution, corrupt governments. <laughs> it might, it might be World War Three out there. Everybody have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,
0: all right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us again. On the wicked side, um, I think I'm gonna rip this line off of Simon. I I won't say I hope you enjoyed that, but I hope you at least found it interesting. So oh,
1: right, that is. <laughs> Yeah, enjoyed it is a strong phrase. Yeah. It's very definite. Um <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna say I enjoyed it, but I it was very interesting and <laughs> like learning about Antonio and his son and, and just from their great perspective by the way. Mm-hmm. Man.
0: I felt like his was uh, the voice to tell it, so... Uh,
1: well, it just well, you hit me with the father-son dynamic. Again, yeah. <laughs> you hit me in so many emotional feels. Like, just so many just pressure points. To... <laughs> Children, dads, son, grandmas. <laughs> like, oh, man.
0: I can fight. it just you hit, <laughs> I,
1: think, I think you hit me in the most points today. Mm-hmm. Like... It was... You, you hit me in so many... Because, it, it, like, fire is a particular fear of mine. my God, I can't even let us say I goodbye. I totally forgot um, about that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man.
0: Well, thank you to uh, our returning listeners. Thank you to any new listeners. We appreciate you. And um, thank you once more to the uh, Paranormal Podcasting community for continuing to support us. And uh, we love you guys. And thank you so much for joining us today. So, um You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Wicked Myth, and we're on Instagram at The Wicked Side, and we're also on Twitter at The Wicked Side. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you on the other side.
1: Hey, everybody, bye.